0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast, your place for intelligent, we hope, discussion of the New York Giants. And this week we're going to be uh, going through uh, some of the the NFC East teams, Giants rivals in the NFC East, I guess we'll call it uh, NFC East week. And uh, we'll begin that today by talking to Rick Snyder, longtime columnist in the Washington, D.C. area and and current host of the, the wildly successful Rick Snyder's Washington on YouTube Rick, thank you uh, very, very much for for a few minutes, and 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 thank you for the for for the colorful shirt today.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I've got my own garden this year with sunflowers. So, <laughs> aren't the Commanders and Giants really friends? I mean, we've had this long relationship. You know, going well, to-
1: you, you and I are friends. I don't know if the Commanders and the Giants are friends, but you know, they, they've been. Uh, They've been sort of the bottom half of the of the NFC East for, for a while.
0: And, uh, you know, when, when is that going to change, Rick? Not this year. <laughs> I'll <tell you> that. <laughs> I mean, I think the Giants are three. And, and like last year, third was still, you know, an okay team. And mm-hmm. I think Washington can be about a 500 team this year, which is what they were last year. Uh, so normally I wouldn't put you in last place. Uh, they've got a lot. There's a lot going on. Oh, there's always a lot going on down here.
1: Or, you know, <laughs> of course, you're 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 in DC, of course there'd be a lot going on. And the biggest thing going on with the Commanders is where we have to start is the uh, the pending sale of the franchise from uh, Daniel Snyder to Josh Harris, who currently also owns the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. Do you the last I saw it looked like that sale might go through, might become official fairly soon. Do you think that's going to happen? And how do folks in in Washington feel about uh, about this sale?
0: Well, it's it's going to be approved by the NFL Owners Committee on July 20th. The, the Finance Committee asked the, the team to basically tweak the offer a little bit, the bidders, and so they did that. So now they've done everything they want. Uh, So, you know, Dan Snyder's gone. He lives in England now. So he's their problem. And, you know, you lose the Revolutionary War, you take what we send you, you know. (laughs) And uh, they don't get they didn't get July 4th off. We did. So that's a winners get off. Uh, So it's going You know, it'll take a few days before the actual money changes hands and whatever. The team opens training camp for the veterans on the 26th. I think rookies come in the 22nd. They went back to an old way of doing it. Uh, so by then, you know, more or less opening kickoff of the training camp, uh, they'll have new owners and here we go. You know, it's like, welcome to the NFL. Here we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You expect, uh, anything to change immediately with, with, the commanders, or do you expect this not to have much impact at least on the, uh, on the 2023 season?
0: Well, I mean, they're literally coming in hours before the first practice. So you can't change coaches. <laughs> it's going to right. be hard. You can't go, can't go sign anybody. I mean, you, you take this hand and, you know, and they've also uh, more or less, we've heard say that the front office and everything will just business side will stay like it is for the six months of the season. Everyone basically gets to prove themselves uh, to keep their job. But I would expect in January, they'll worry. they will be, there'll be some, there'll be some business side, And if football doesn't do well, then you could definitely change the coaches too. So, come January, it might be if you can hear my voice, leave. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what, mm-hmm. It could happen that way. Um, but there's going to there'll be definitely some changes. You don't spend six billion dollars for a business and say, "Well, you haven't done that well, but keep on going."
1: Right. So, right. you know, coach. So, Coach Ron Rivera, uh, Team President Jason Wright, GM Martin Mayhew may all be uh, may all be short timers at this point.
0: Yeah, that's that's going to color some thinking. You know, do you really want to go with this quarterback Sam Howell, who's got one career start? When your job's on the line, and if they stumble out of the gate, they have two easy games in the beginning. They have Arizona and Denver. You got to win those two games, or at least one and one. But you've got to start if they don't. And Rivera's never had a good start in his first three years here. You know, he may want to go to Jacoby Brissett, just because the guy's he's a decent journeyman and. And try and win games. It's a lot of short-term thinking, I think, on play calling and stuff like that. Um, you know, they couldn't do much for player acquisition in the offseason because Dan Snyder was leaving. He wasn't going to spend any money on the way out the door. So, you know, I think the football staff does have to there they'll come a time when it's about protecting yourself. And that, that hurts long-term thinking on a team.
1: Absolutely. What's the buzz on Sam Howell? Anyway, is there a belief that he can be an NFL quarterback? Or is this just uh, really an awful spot for a, a young, you know, first time starter in the NFL to try to prove himself?
0: Well, they've got four new offensive linemen, including Gates out of New York, who desperately needs a haircut. Um, <laughs> but, but, but no, see, Rick, he, you and I
1: should you and I are just jealous. We'd love to have that hair.
0: Oh my hair! I had that hair at seventeen, but that was. Oh, I I
1: had it. I had it back in the
0: day too, but uh, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> that, was, that was the nineteen seventies. So this is what's left. Um, <laughs> you know, I think the offensive line's got a lot of gelling to do, but but could be okay. And if they're okay, they've got enough tools for how to be there. they brought in Eric Bieniemy, you know, the whiz of Kansas City Chiefs. So I, they have potential, and I think Hal has a good arm especially deeper. Um, you know, I liked a lot of what I saw last year off the field. Well, off, off the games, but practice sessions and all, I think he can play. He's not afraid uh, on this. So the question is, does he have enough time? Uh, the defense is going to keep games lower scoring. So he doesn't have to go out there and hit 30 points. Uh, so I think how has, if they allow him, they can set him up for success. But if the team gets nervous about things, then, then they're not going to do that. You know, there's a lot of players that are like that in the NFL. But I think Howell has the tools to be successful.
1: It's just one of those deals where I think we talk all the time in the NFL about situations and being in the right place at the right time with the right staff. And you just have to wonder, as you said, if this is, if this is the best time for Sam Howell to be cutting his teeth as an NFL quarterback.
0: Yeah, it would have been maybe better last year. Um, but this team has gone through, well, I think they say it's the seventh straight year they're going to open with a different starter. You know, Last year they got Carson Wentz and had to give him a chance where to they really tossed him. It's, you know, mm-hmm. Seven straight years with a different starting quarterback is pretty impressive. That's crazy. That's worse than the
1: Colts. That's worse than the Colts, Rick.
0: I mean, none of them played long either. They always got hurt. So I think it's been like eleven quarterbacks in three years, something crazy like that. Wow. Had a guy at one point because of COVID, they signed him on a Friday and played him on uh, Monday. I mean, it was that was against uh, Philly. Yeah, I uh-huh. mean, that was crazy stuff has happened with quarterbacks. So I, I don't know. The weird part about how he doesn't eat meat at all. So uh, <laughs> maybe another NFL quarterback that's a, you know, he does eat chicken tenders. I'm sorry, he eats chicken tenders. He won't eat red meat. Wow, you know, three, twelve! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, that's that's that is crazy. a strange thing. That is a strange thing.
1: That's that's crazy. Uh, you know, so so maybe the Giants uh, shouldn't feel so bad about that four-year contract for Daniel Jones.
0: Well, look at Jones. There was a guy everybody's yelling about. I thought this guy isn't a bad quarterback. He wasn't in the right situation. He got in the right situation and he looked great. Now, is that a one-timer and you're going to burn through a lot of money? We'll see. But finally, if you can match a coach to a quarterback, that's really every time you change coaches, you have to let them have their quarterback, you know, in the end. Because if they don't mix, and it's happened in D.C. so many times where the coaches didn't want to carry over quarterback and they just ruined it, you know, then you're not going anywhere. So I would expect if Hal is only decent at best this year and they change uh, coaches next year, You'll see a first-round pick come in here.
1: Absolutely, I'm not sure. You know, I think the the entire NFL world would like to be in on Caleb Williams, but uh, but I'm not sure everybody's going to get that opportunity. So,
0: yeah, it's they're not going to be so bad that they could get Caleb Williams. So I think they'll they'll go with Hal for as much as they can, and then he'll be the backup. They'd love to have Hal succeed because he's cheap. You know, if you can have a rookie quarterback contract, you can go spend money elsewhere. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. What are your thoughts on uh, Eric Biennemi? It's been so interesting with him for years and years, not being able to, to get an NFL head coaching job, finally taking the commander's offensive coordinator job. And again, the situation there may not be great for him to succeed just because, as you said, the push-pull of – you know, future versus present. But what are your thoughts on uh, on enemy and whether this was actually a good move for him to make?
0: I, I think it worked out for him. I mean, the fans already want to fire Ron and just give Eric the job. <laughs> and, you know, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he yells a lot. Big deal. I mean, a lot of coaches will bring energy and yell a lot. That means nothing on there. But I think I, you've heard players at times go, oh, I hated work playing for this guy. And all those people said, I love playing for him. I think it comes down to the player. If you grew up in a house maybe with military members or, you know, some authority figures, you got yelled at all the time. God knows we did in our age. And, and it doesn't bother you at all. But if you're somebody who everybody said, oh, you're my sweet, precious baby, and they coddled them, you can't handle this guy. Um, so that's the diff- to me, that's the difference. And I, and I don't hold that against Eric, but you do have to learn how to work with everybody. Um, he brings a lot of energy to practices and such. That's fine. Does that win games? No. Um, so we'll see what his play calling is going to be like. Please don't just throw backs and ends. I mean, the preseason games, <laughs> that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be throwing one dump ball pass after another to ends and backs. Uh, but they've got some good receivers and, and we'll see what he can do there. If he's any good, he can take this to maybe be the head coach somewhere else. If, if it doesn't last year or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or maybe get the job here. I don't know. We'll see. We got to see what happens. I mean, like last year with Carson Wentz, it'd be nice to see you first practice before I throw anybody away.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. What are your thoughts on uh, on the commander's draft class? I was really interested to see them take Emmanuel Forbes, who, what does he weigh? 165 pounds. I, I thought he might be a guy that... That the Giants would be interested in at at twenty five, if he was still there. Giants ended up with uh, with Tay Banks out of Maryland, who I'm sure you're familiar with as well. Um, let me let me phrase it that way. You look at Forbes. You look at Banks. A couple of years down the road, who's going to have the better end of that deal?
0: If Forbes is healthy, I think he's the better player. But I'm of two minds with with. Emmanuel Forbes, because when I first saw he weighed 166, Ed, let's not underplay him now. He, he put right. a rock in his pocket. Oh, okay. 166.
1: Sorry, sorry. 166. Got to give him that extra pound. I mean, he can have one of mine.
0: <laughs> you remember the, the, the term chicken legs? You know, I mean, he's a ball hawk with chicken legs, basically. Um, he's got good football senses of, of things. I've watched him practice a lot. He understands the game. He's a real predator. I mean, there were things he did in early practices I saw it. said, this dude knows how to play ball. That aside, 166. I bet opening day when they put out the roster for training camp, it'll say my over-under is 181 because you can put whatever you want on that scale number. You know, but the yeah. combine was a real number because everyone's watching. In a team roster, it's just the trainer writes whatever he wants, up or down. You know, I've seen guys – suddenly lose 20 pounds you know on the scale so i think he plays 170s and then the whole season you get worn down are you vulnerable to injuries with that kind of lower body like that i mean you get a 300 pound guy come out and chicken you know hit you from the side that scares me but i like his football part of it that's great i can see why they took him but is he going to be on the field that's the question
1: speaking of of on the field Looks like uh, the expectations are that Chase Young is going to be healthy, should be ready to go. There were a lot of trade rumors around Chase Young. What are the expectations? What's the feeling about uh, about Young? I mean, he's a guy that when, when the commanders were able to take him and the Giants fell to four and ended up with Andrew Thomas, a lot of Giants fans felt like they got the uh, – the, the worst end of that deal. And, and right now, obviously it doesn't look that way. So what, what it's, what's the, what's the word on Chase Young these days?
0: You know, he didn't come to the OTAs at all. He never has. And, and I really think about Chase sometimes as a guy who likes being an NFL player more than he likes playing football. You know, he likes being around the game, but you know, but that said, he came to minicamp as he was supposed to, And he looked good. Now, you can't tell anything in camp because you're not allowed to hit. You don't have pads. But you can see the speed. And I thought his first step kind of speed was really good, better than I'd seen in a while. He had seven and a half sacks as a rookie, played great as a rookie. He's only had one and a half sacks over the last two years because of, well, he got an injury. He was playing awful in 2021 because he spent the time in the offseason doing commercials, and he came in and everybody blocked him. He was playing awful, and then he got a bad injury. Missed a year, came back, played the last three games, limited last year. He looked okay. And then, you know, so now we see him at minicamp. The team doesn't give him the fifth year option at 17 million. They just decided, you know what? If you play great, we can franchise you at 24 if we really want. Rivera, I think, is he won't say it, but you can tell that he's not real impressed. And a lot of times with Chase's commitment to football, he was the only guy not to come to OTA's last two years. He was a team captain at one point. You know, and he's not there. That's that's the kind of stuff that bugs him. Chase likes money. I think he's going to try and ball out this year to get a big contract somewhere. On the other side of the line is Montez Sweat in the same situation. Uh, they picked up his fifth year, but he's going to be a free agent. Can they keep both of them next year? Doubtful. But that'll be a question for the next owner whether he pays it, and and uh, the next maybe next coach. So uh, Chase could give him a good year. Or it could be nothing. We just don't know.
1: <laughs> it's such a shame when you – and you see these guys all the time who they like what football gives them in terms of money and lifestyle. They just don't necessarily like football and like the preparation and, and the work that it takes to be as good as they can be or should be. And that's that's a shame.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chase came into camp in shape. There's He's never been that kind of problem um you know he just likes his own private trainers he likes to do stuff his way elsewhere but you know being around the guys makes a lot of difference on it too you're only on the field OTAs for two hours three days a couple times I mean yeah, it's not that much of a commitment and, you know I think everybody else is there I mean it's voluntary but I think it's a bad look
1: yeah absolutely so let's just finish up um uh, we talked a little bit about the uh the division of the the NFC East with- you know, the Giants and, and, and Washington have been sort of three and four for a while now. The Giants had a good year in 2022. Who knows how that's going to go this year? There's some people think they're due for regression. Some people think they'll step forward. We'll see how it goes. I think the roster itself is better. But uh, in your mind, is is everybody in this division just looking up the Eagles for for a while yet?
0: Probably I want to say Dallas, but why should I, you know, I mean, they just, they don't ever seem to quite pull it off. I mean, it's been since 1995 was their last Super Bowl. I mean, people talk about the Redskins at 91 I mean, Dallas is right behind that at 95. It, they've been forever, you know, not a good postseason team. You know, they've got some, they've got some parts that they need working on. Although, I see Jerry Jones just picked up fifty mil for being the subject of a Netflix <laughs> documentary. Yeah, thing. like
1: like like he needed that, and like I need to spend time watching a Jerry Jones documentary. That and I'm I'm spending I'm spending zero minutes of my life watching that, Rick.
0: Well, you know what, Jerry's an interesting guy. I give him that. I've known him a long time, and I always like listening to Jerry uh, talk. You know, he I wish he was a better owner than Dan, but in the bottom line of things. Done winning games uh, in the postseason. So I, I guess Philly's still going to be your one. I don't know if they'll have quite the magical year of last year. Maybe they fall back a little, but I think they're still the best team. But Dallas and New York aren't that far behind them. So you got to win your division games. That's, you know, if you can do that, you got a shot at it. And Washington's, you know, they could be a nine and eight team and still be in fourth place.
1: Yeah, it uh, we'll we'll see how it goes, and you maybe you know one of these years, if uh, if there's a game worthwhile, one of these years, maybe I'll venture down to uh, to DC and and pester you in the press box.
0: Well, the new stadium uh, with new owners coming in is now more likely to be ten years from now. So <laughs> they're going to spend a hundred million to fix up FedEx. You know, duct tape costs a lot of money now, and uh, we're trying to fix up the barriers. Yeah, gotta fix up the rich people suites. Big deal. Should I,
1: should I uh, bring Should I bring my own chair for the press box? Rick?
0: Right? Yeah, the folding <laughs> metal chairs are really optional for that. <laughs> uh, you know, there's mm. nobody in the upper deck, so uh, you know those playing Giants fans. I'll say that because we have lots of New Yorkers here mm-hmm. uh, in this area, so they all come to the game, fill it up. But it's been, you know, FedEx field uh, got old real quick. You know, it was patterned after Giant Stadium. Cook loved Giant Stadium, the old Giant Stadium.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he built a stadium based on the past, not the future. And it got old quick. Uh, and they're just going to have to limp along because with the new owner, he's got to start over. But there's a right. lot of things going on now that I really think they'll get back to the RFK site when they finally move. So we we'll have bouncing stands and they can kick everybody's butt then.
1: You mean you won't go like like deep into Virginia for a new stadium?
0: Well, that was such a nonsensical idea. And the worst part of it I found out is Dan Snyder was talking to Elon Musk about building a tunnel for people to be able to drive underground all the way like 40 miles out of town for this. That was part of the talk. (laughs) They are building a a tunnel from DC to New York. Elon is uh, that you will be able to go from New York to Manhattan in 28 minutes when this tunnel's done.
1: As long as it works better than uh, Elon Musk's version of Twitter.
0: Yeah, I'm on. that new thing now, Threads, so in case Twitter folds, I'll have a new place to go.
1: Yeah, I'm I, I'm there too. I haven't really used it yet, but I have a feeling we'll all be migrating somewhere sooner rather than later. Anyway, Rick, thank you very, very much for the time. Uh, let folks know uh, a little bit about your uh, your YouTube channel and uh, anything else you've got going on.
0: So Rick Snyder's Washington is a series, mostly of two-minute videos, so I do chats on Mondays and season and and I do, you know, I'll do some stuff like pizza shows that are a little longer. I go eat pizza with old sports writers. We do that. You know, so if you come down, we'll do a pizza show. And, uh, and about Washington's many monuments and stuff, because I'm also a tour guide. So if you're coming to D.C., you want to do it, you can look up my, uh, you know, my Twitter, Rick Snyder's Washington. and Let me know. People do that. Uh, so I kind of, you know, I'm semi-retired and yet I'm only I'm still working good 40 hour weeks. You know, <laughs> I was going to retire after last season, but when Dan said he was going to sell the team, I thought I'm sticking around for a little longer.
1: Too much, too much fun. Too much to, uh, too much to talk about.
0: Well, it's finally something positive. It was just such a dark cloud with Dan Snyder. I, I just decided last year, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I don't mm-hmm. have to do it. You know, you and I have been sports writers for a long time, uh, and and I can finally move on. But I thought now mm-hmm. I want to stick around and just just see what happens. You know, just because you change your owners doesn't mean you win. But at least you stay out of the courtrooms and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And hey, at, you know, at, at our at our age, if you're if you're more or less doing it on your terms and doing what you want to do, then, uh, you know, then it's it's uh, it's pretty nice.
0: That's why I get to wear whatever I want when you get old. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we're not going to talk wardrobe, Rick. Thank you very, very much for the time. Uh, Hopefully we'll do it again during the season. Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.